What is up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome back to yet another episode of Time Out with Tony, your host, Tony, episode 29. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be reviewing one of the most funniest crude humor movies, in my opinion, and other people's opinions. It could be the most disgusting piece of shit film you've ever seen. But to me, this is so fucking hilarious and I want to I remember wanting to watch this a lot as a kid and now that I'm a grown-ass adult it's like damn I can watch this shit whenever I fucking want to and that's exactly what I do today ladies and gentlemen we are going to be reviewing Ted uh you know the movie about the te- about the bear with, with with Mark Wahlberg and, and and Mila Kunis yeah that one if you don't remember well um oh well was, was Seth MacFarlane no 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 Wait, is that how you say it? Mc, Mc, McFarlane? Mc, Seth McFarlane? Is that how you... mm, I don't know. Anyways, uh, yeah, so today we are going to be reviewing Ted. Um, now, for those of you uh, new to the podcast, it'd be greatly appreciated if you would follow us on our Instagram at timeout underscore with underscore uh, Tony Podcast. And before we get into today's episode, once again, if you are a new uh, first time listener or just a returning listener in general well I give you my thanks for returning for yet another episode thank you thank you thank you so much for the support it means a lot really so keep it up spread the word and um, tell your mom tell your dad tell your brother tell your sister tell everybody you know what I'm saying anyways uh, yeah I'm, I'm not gonna waste any time I'm just gonna jump straight into the recap without further ado ladies and gentlemen sit back Relax and crack open a beer, soda, and or water, folks, and enjoy because this is Ted. Okay, anyways, um, so for those of you that are completely unaware or new to the podcast, uh, for starters, um, the way this works is, or at least when it comes to movie reviews, oh shit, that's a cable, sorry, um, <laughs> when it comes to like movie reviews or uh, TV shows in general, um, first, I kind of review, like, go over a premise, then recap, then give it a review, then give it my opinions, and why I give it those opinions, and how it is perceived by the general public, and after that, we just <clears throat> go our separate ways, and um, try to avoid each other. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, let's, let's, let's get straight into it. For those of you that don't know, Ted is a 2012 satirical comedy film directed by Seth MacFarlane in his directorial debut. Could you believe it? This is his feature film directorial debut. Seth MacFarlane, the guy who's been making, at, up until this point, he's been making Family Guy episodes for like, what, 12 years? Barely making his directorial date. Actually, you know what? Nah, that sounds believable. Anyways, written by MacFarlane, Alex Sulkin, and Wesley, uh, fuck it, I'm gonna just say it, well, well, Leslie Wilde. The film stars Mark Wahlberg and Mila Kunis with Joel McHale and Giovanni Ribzy in supporting roles and McFarlane himself providing the voice of the motion capture, sorry, motion, sorry, providing the voice and motion capture of the title character. The film tells the story of John Bennett, a Boston native whose childhood wish brings his teddy bear friend Ted to 
life. However, as he reaches adulthood, Ted and John's friendship begins to interfere with the progression of John's uh, relationship with his girlfriend, Laurie Collins. McFarland's feature-length directorial debut was produced by Media Rights Capital and distributed by Universal Pictures. Released in theaters in the U.S. in June of 2012, it was a box office hit grossing $549 million against a $50 to $65 million box office, sorry, uh, $50 to $65 million budget. It was the highest grossing comedy film of 2012, and it is, to this day, the second highest grossing R-rated comedy film of all time, right behind The Hangover Part 2, and it was actually nominated for the Academy Award for Best Original Song. Now, it did receive uh, generally positive reviews, and it successfully launched a franchise with a sequel being released uh, in 2015, and a prequel uh, television series is actually uh, currently in development as of right now. So, you know, looking very forward to to that. That actually sounds really interesting. Kind of like going throughout their teen years, I guess you could say. That'd be kind of, that'd be really interesting to look at. Anyways, uh, so our story opens up in the year 1985, where eight-year-old John Bennett is a friendless only child living in Norwood, Massachusetts, a suburb of Boston, who wishes for his new gift, Christmas gift, a jumbo teddy bear named Ted to come to life and be his best friend. The wish coincides with a shooting star, and it comes true, much to the brief horror of his parents. Word spreads, and Ted briefly becomes a celebrity we flash forward 27 years later john now age 35 and ted are still living in boston and still staunch companions enjoying a hedonistic life john is dating Lori collins whom he met at a dance club as as their fourth anniversary approaches Lori hopes to marry john but feels that he cannot move forward in life with ted around John is hesitant about making Ted leave, but is persuaded to act when they find Ted at home with a group of prostitutes, one of them defecating on the floor after after their anniversary dinner. It's, <laughs> it's funny because like Mark Wahlberg, like, uh, no, sorry, Lori, she walks into the apartment and she sees Ted and she's like, oh, Lori, how you doing? And, and never mind, I'm not, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I'm not even going to try my impression. Anyways, John finds Ted his own apartment and a job at the grocery store, and while there, Ted begins dating his co-worker, Tammy Lynn. Lori learns that John has been skipping work, using her as an excuse to reluctantly continue to spend most of his time with Ted. John and Lori are invited to a party put on by uh, Lori's womanizing manager, Rex, but Ted lures John away at his apartment when... Uh, with the pressured offer to meet Sam J. Jones, the star of their favorite movie, Flash Gordon. John intends to only stay a few minutes, but instead he gets caught up in the occasion and Lori finds John there and, well, she cheerfully breaks up with him and a furious John blames Ted for ruining his relationship with Lori and he disowns him. John and Ted confront each other about the ruined relationship, sorry, friendship, and then they fight but managed to reconcile after a violent brawl in John's hotel room that results in John being crushed by a television. To repair John's relationship with Lori, Ted arranges for an old lover, singer Nora Jones, to help by having John express his love for Lori with a song during her concert, 
uh, during her concert that Lori and Rex attend. He does an off-key rendition of Octo of the Octopussy theme song "All Time High" by Rita Coolidge, and he gets booed off uh, 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 off stage. Lori is touched by this uh, gesture, and she returns to her apartment, where Ted confesses his role in John's relab and offers to leave them alone forever if she talks to John. Lori is persuaded, but immediately right after this, Ted gets kidnapped by Donnie, a mentally unstable stalker who idolized Ted as a child. Donnie plans to take Je uh, Ted into his brutish son Robert's new, uh, sorry, he plans to make him into his brutish son uh, Robert's new toy. Ted manages to reach a phone to contact John, but is immediately captured by Donnie and Robert. Realizing that Ted is in danger, John and Lori uh, locate Donnie's residence and track him to rescue Ted. The chase leads to Fenway Park where John punches Robert, knocking him out during the chase. Ted is damaged and falls onto the field, ripped entirely in half. As a police car arrives, forcing Donnie to flee, John and Lori gather Ted's stuffing and Ted relays his wish that John uh, be happy with Lori before the magic in Ted fades away, making him yet another normal teddy bear. Unwilling to lose Ted, a distraught John and Lori rush back to her apartment and unsuccessfully attempt to sew, sew Ted back on, back together. Feeling sad about her part in the incident, Lori makes a wish on a shooting star while John is asleep. And the next morning, Ted is revived as a result of the wish, though he pretends to be brain dead at first, and reunites with John and Lori, encouraging them to resume their relationship. Uh, John finally proposes to Lori... <laughs> Just the way he gets. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just just thinking about this. He makes me laugh. Um, next morning, uh, right? He's revived, and they get married. She accepts. Sometime later, John and Lori are married with Sam Jones as the presiding minister. Ted comfortably accepts having a life of his own as he and him and Tally, uh, Tammy Lynn continue their love affair. Why a woman would want to fuck a teddy bear? Shit, fuck if I know. Anyways, the narrator of the film provides the following. Uh, Sam Jones attempts to restart his career and moves into a studio apartment with Brandon Ruth, who started in that god-awful Superman movie. Rex gives up his... <laughs> Hey, man, leave Brandon Ruth out of this shit, all right? He did what he could on Legends of Tomorrow. Anyways, um, Rex gives up his pursuit of Lori, and he falls into a deep depression and dies of Lou Gehrig's disease. Donnie gets arrested by the Boston Police Department for kidnapping Ted, but the charges are dropped because, well, the situation was not realistic, and Robert hires a personal trainer, loses a significant amount of weight, and goes on to become Taylor Lautner. <laughs> And that, my friends, is Ted. Wow. That's... <laughs> Alright, folks. Let's, uh, let's give this shit a rating. On a scale of 1 to 10, I would have to give Ted a... Oh my god, I didn't even pause it. I'm still recording. A... Well, um, I'd, I'd have to go with an 8 out of 10. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, an 8 out of 10, and well, here is why. So first and foremost, the reason as to why I would have to give it such a high score 
would be because it simply combines two of my favorite things with actually no it doesn't really combine two things it rather just um actually well, yeah it combines adult themes in the shape of things that are appealing to kids i guess you could say and i don't know i just like when i see that i like the concept of shows of cartoon shows animated shows but that are adult you know meant for adults and while this isn't really an animated film it's it just um it still it still kind of falls under the same um same what's what's the pool of like outlines i guess you could say you know because i mean it's a teddy bear and it's a guy and you know they're having adventures together but it's adult adventures you know and i really like that concept that concept to me is so the concept of com of combining adult themes with things that seem appealing to kids like i said before just is it's funny it's really funny and i it's even funnier when the kid thinks that hey this is totally for kids and they you know they put it on and it's like whoa <laughs> this is this isn't it you know so it's 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 <laughs> it's funny it's funny um to see movies like this um just the originality the concept of the movie itself just it it's so funny um the acting i will praise it for its acting mark Wahlberg and seth mcfarland a uh, very highly underrated duo not something that you would expect um but you know it's 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 happening and they're doing it well it's not bad you know you're getting a kick out of it um and it's 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 funny now i would have to put this movie a little bit down mostly because of its uh crude humor um now i will admit you know i'm not one of those people that's like oh this is too too harsh or too crude but in a way this is a little bit crude mostly owing to the fact that they they show literal blood and you know just they get very physical is what i'm trying to say and they don't really hold back and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but, you know, not everyone's, like, into that kind of stuff, you know? They're just like, okay, cool, that's funny, haha. Whoa, 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 Yeah, you know, they're, they're like that. Me, I'm the type to keep laughing until someone takes their pants off. After that, it's like, all right, put that shit back on. It was funny. Now it's not. I need you to bring it down. Bring it down, all right? You're all the way up here, but you got to bring it down up here, down here. Now that's me. Not pulling my pants down, but, you know, saying, bring it down here. Uh, so, you know, um, it's it's um, like the poop jokes. That kind of crude humor is just so boring at a certain extent to me. But, uh, yeah, I the humor, it's, it's a little bit too much. And I would say they go a little bit overboard um but overall it's it's i love this movie it's a great hilarious 
movie. It's it's fucking hilarious. And I highly recommend it, especially if you're someone who's into this kind of uh, this type of humor, who's into this or if you're just, you know, looking for a few good laughs and, you know, you're someone who um, has like this grown, but at the same time, very immature sense of humor. This is very this is this is the movie to watch. This is the movie to watch. Um the just the humor, the comedy that they do. Even actually on what? Yeah, never mind. Even as a kid, I knew this shit was hilarious. Like I didn't even need to be an adult to understand most of these jokes. Like I just knew that it's disgusting. Most people don't ever do this. <laughs> but but it's hilarious. It's hilarious, you know? And overall, I think it's a very decent comedy flick. 8 out of 10. I highly recommend, especially if you are looking for some laughs. All right, cool. Let's take a look at behind the scenes or at the production of the film, rather. Uh, so, as I said before, this movie is Seth MacFarlane's directorial debut uh in as as a live action effort sorry as a live action uh effort you know because up until this point you know i'm pretty sure he's directed uh hundreds of episodes of family guy um but this is different you know this is this is the big screen you know so um I'd have to praise Seth MacFarlane for that because after after this, he's gone on to do a bunch of other successful movies like A Million Ways to Die in the West, Ted 2. Um, I can't name any other movies. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, he's gone on to do some, some really funny stuff uh, after this. So, you know, I'd have to, you know, give Seth MacFarlane thumbs up for that even though what do i know i'm just a 19 year old kid with anger issues anyways um so as i said before like i um this is seth mcfarland's directorial debut <laughs> with computer animation being handled by uh visual effects facilities tippet studio and i can't pronounce this you illora i think that's how you pronounce it McFarlane wrote the screenplay with his Family Guy colleagues Alex Sulkin and Wesley Wilde. In a behind-the-scenes video, it was actually revealed that McFarlane originally wanted to make Ted into an animated uh, TV show, much like his other works, Family Guy, American Dad, Cleveland Show. Now, originally, you'd think that 20th Century would finance and distribute the movie, given you know its co uh, their collaboration with McFarlane and his shows. However, um, it said that McFarlane wanted a $65 million budget for the movie and Fox considered the price to be too high. And for an R-rated comedy film, it was just like, whoa, like <laughs> that, that's, you're already asking too much and it's an R-rated comedy film. It's like, damn bro, like chill. Um, anyways, um, what was, I, what was I saying? Oh, right. So anyways, the studio was skeptical about the film's future success. They wanted it to have a PG-13 rating instead of an R, which McFarlane, Sulkin, and Wilde ended up writing a version of. Uh, however, despite this, Fox would still back out, and uh, McFarlane then began to take his project elsewhere. In April of 2010, 
Universal Pictures announced that it had acquired the rights, uh, the full rights to Ted after it agreed to the $65 million budget that he had first requested and to direct the R-rated version of the script. Uh, throughout the year, or later throughout that year, um, the cast would be announced. Mark Wahlberg was uh, announced as the lead actor. Mila Kunis, who, fun fact, actually voices Meg Griffin on Family Guy, also joined the cast. So, you know, it's, it really wasn't a surprise that... Um, um, McFarlane would be bringing his, his, his colleagues, his colleagues onto here. So, you know, it's pretty interesting. Um, most of the filming took place throughout 2011, most of it, which was shot in Boston, Norwood and other places in, uh, the state of Massachusetts. Based on the standings on the left field scoreboard, the climatic scene in Fenway Park appeared to have happened or, uh, appeared to have been filmed on or around May 24th, 2011. So it's kind of cool when you get to see, oh shit, they were doing this on that exact day. That's so cool whenever um, whenever that happens. Anyways, so the film was origi originally scheduled for a July 2012 release, but instead it was moved up to about two weeks uh, at the end of June to avoid competition with Ice Age Continental Drift and following the delay of G.I. Joe Retaliation. Internationally, the film would be released in July of 2012 and in August of 2012 throughout uh, Europe and um, uh, Australia. <clears throat> now, I gotta say it because it's... Um, it's... It's... it's um, <laughs> It was really funny to me at the time, and it still is to this day, but uh, they actually were nominated for uh, an Academy Award for Best Original Song, Everybody Needs a Best Friend. Now, there's that, but my favorite, 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 favorite song off this movie soundtrack would have to be Thunder Buddies for Life. Like, there is just no explaining the comfort and yeah, there's no explaining the comfort that a song brings. It's just when you hear the sound of thunder, don't you get too scared? Just grab your thunder buddy and say these magic words. Fuck you, thunder! You can suck my dick. You can get me thunder, cause you just got um. I, I forgot the last part, but that's how it went. Um, yeah, no, that that shit was hilarious. I remember I'd be in elementary chanting that shit with my friends. Anyways. The marketing for this movie is somewhat unique. To promote the film, Universal Pictures teamed up with Axe in a marketing campaign that involved the title character and the brand's hair care product, Axe Hair. And in one commercial, we see Ted take a woman to, on a date to a fancy restaurant where he brings her to orgasm uh, under the table before handing another man a box of uh, uh, Axe Hair Gel. So... Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's back when commercials were commercials. Ted would go on to gross $218 million in North America and $330 million overseas for a total worldwide of $549.4 million against a budget of $50 million. It was Universal's highest grossing film in 2012 ahead of Snow White and The Huntsman and Battleship. It was the only one to pass $400 million, and it was the 12th highest grossing film of, uh, <clears throat> of 2012. 
On review aggregator website Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 69% of 223 critics' reviews. Uh, with an average rating of 6.4 out of 10, the website's critical consensus reads, quote, Ted's romance versus bromance is a uh, plot is familiar, but the film uh, films held aloft by the high concept central premise and a very funny, albeit inconsistent script, end quote. On Metacritic, the film has an average score of 62 out of 100 based on 100, uh, sorry, based on 37 critics indicating generally favorable reviews audiences polled by cinema score gave the film an average grade of pardon of a minus on an a plus to f scale so overall a lot of people really fuck with this film yes yes uh right so where was i mm. Okay, cool. So, in terms of a future, yes. During the 2012 Comic-Con panel, San Diego uh, Comic-Con, which was not long after the movie released, literally weeks after this shit came out, McFarlane stated that he would be open to a Ted sequel. The following month, in September of 2012, Chief Executive Steve Burke stated that the studio would be looking to make a sequel to Ted as soon as possible. On Anderson Live, Mark Wahlberg confirmed that a sequel was in the works and that it would be the first sequel in his career, while also revealing that him and uh, Ted, or their characters, would be making an appearance at the 85th Academy Awards. So that was that would have that was that would have been interesting to see. To be fair, I was alive during this time, but you know, I was nine, I was ten, I was busy caring about other things. Like, why doesn't this girl like me? Anyways, um, in February, sorry, yeah, February of 2014, it was announced that a new female lead was cast for the sequel and that Mila Kunis would not return due to scheduling issues. And in summer of 2014, it was announced that uh, work on the sequel had officially begun. And in June of 2015, we were hit with Ted 2. It was all right. It wasn't perfect, but it, it was still funny and um, I'll save that for another episode, but, uh, yeah, um, and, uh, there is a TV series in the works. In June of 2021, it was announced that a live-action prequel series of the film had been ordered at the streaming service Peacock. It will be a co-production between Universal Content Productions, Fuzzy Door Productions, and MRC Television with McFarlane and Erica Hugens uh, as executive producers. The series will center on John and Ted as teenagers in the year 1993. In April of 2022, it was announced that, uh, were actually more series regulars were added to the cast in addition of McFarlane reprising the role of uh, Ted. So, I'm very excited to see where they take this movie. Sorry, where they take this franchise. Hopefully, not down the gutter. Um, hopefully, you know, um, it's hopefully it continues to be seth mcfarlane being seth mcfarlane and you know making the kind of humor he you'd see on an episode of american dad or family guy 
But uh, yeah, in terms of today's episode, I think that pretty much wraps it up for today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, before we go, I want to take a quick minute and thank you guys all so much for the support. It means a lot, really. So spread the word. Tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your sister. Tell everybody. And feel free to follow us on our Instagram at timeout underscore with underscore Tony podcast. New episodes every Wednesdays and Saturdays. Uh, that's pretty much it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys all so much. And we will catch you guys next week. Thank you. Or sorry, later this week. Thank you. And don't drink and drive. Okay, show's over. Please get out. Thank you.